You know, music was better back in my day. No, I'm just kidding. I love a variety of music, of course, new and old, from country to punk and everything in between. But whatever music you grew up with is always going to have a special place in your heart more than anything else. And it does inform the way that you interpret newer music and how you even write your own music. So this episode, we're going to talk about some of my favorite music from my most formative years. It's coming up in just a minute. Welcome to the Royish Good Looks podcast, episode number 20. My name is Roy, and thank you for joining me. Before we dive in today, if you'd like to support this show and my music, consider signing up for my Patreon at patreon.com slash royishgoodlooks. You can donate anywhere between one and 10 bucks a month, and you'll get all sorts of cool perks in return. Patrons on the bonus tracks tier actually got a super special song last month that was totally unreleased. Patrons, I hope you enjoyed that surprise. There will be another awesome Patreon bonus track coming later this month. If Patreon is not your thing though, that's totally cool. Just leave a comment or write a review for this episode. Tell me what some of your favorite music is. I'd love to hear it. We can get a little conversation going. Or if you're shy like me, even tapping the like button helps out a lot. Either way, I appreciate all of the support and you taking the time to tune in today. So thank you and let's get on with the show. So we're going to talk about some of my favorite music today. And of course, I love breaking down songs and going really deep into the weeds. But we're going to paint with broad strokes today. Otherwise, this episode would be way too long. So this is in no way a complete end-all, be-all breakdown of these songs, or even a complete list of all of my favorite songs. But with that said, I have made a Spotify playlist and a YouTube playlist for all of the songs I'm going to be talking about today, plus all of the ones that we won't be able to fit in. I'm calling the playlists Roy's Favorite Songs, and you can check the description in the show notes for the link. Making playlists is probably my favorite thing about this streaming era. Spotify is where I get all of my music nowadays. And the Spotify playlist is basically the mixed CD of the 21st century, right? And not only that, but since Spotify has everything, it's really easy to rediscover your old favorites, things you might have forgot about, albums that maybe you didn't even own, but now it's right at your fingertips. So I love that. And it's also really cool to be able to catalog basically my coming of age through music via a Spotify playlist. When I pull up this playlist and these songs, they remind me why I fell in love with music in the first place. It brings me back to a time when I didn't overthink it, when I didn't overanalyze it, back to a time when I just truly enjoyed the music. So in no particular order, let's enjoy some of my favorite songs. This first song is called Drawing Board by the band Mest. 
off of their 2000 album, Wasting Time. This album was one of the first records where I thought, I want to sound just like this. I vividly remember thinking, I just wish that this album was my album. It was one of the first times that I thought about songwriting, and I had learned how to play the whole record on guitar, and the songs are just so simple, and the chord progressions are so simple, but the riffs are really fun, and the melodies are really catchy. It's just straight to the point. There's no BS. A lot of my own personal songwriting aesthetics and the way I tend to look at verses and choruses and designing a song, a lot of that I learned directly from this album. You're probably going to notice a theme of late 90s and early 2000s pop punk I'm sorry, that's just my jam. So next up is a song by Newfound Glory called Forget My Name off of their 2002 album, Sticks and Stones. To me, this is without a doubt one of the most quintessential pop punk albums. Again, it's really simple, but it's a little bit more robust and a little bit more intricate than that Mest record. It's still classic pop punk, but it's just so radio friendly. The bass is also ripping real hard in the pre-chorus of this song, which I love. I also never I and a lot of my lead guitar playing is most definitely inspired by a lot of the guitar work on Sticks and Stones. There's just so many tastefully done lead guitar parts and, again, catchy melodies and harmonies, and I just can't get enough of that. Next up, we're going to rewind a little bit to 1996 and Goldfinger's self-titled album with a song called Anxiety. So a little bit more raw and rock and roll in your face with this one. I actually got into this song in this album sort of retroactively. I think the first album I heard from Goldfinger was Stomping Ground, which my oldest brother Rob had on CD. And I think we had a few random MP3s from the band on our computer that didn't have the artist name embedded into them. Like, we had the song Questions, and I remember playing that in, like, Winamp on our computer, not knowing who it was, but I loved the album Stomping Ground so much that I went back and picked up Hang Ups in the self-titled album, and I fell in love with those, too. This particular song is one of my favorites because of the lead guitar. I know I'm a broken record, but there's just something about melody and lead parts that I just love. There's a whole interlude before the second verse that's almost like a mini guitar solo. And then there is a guitar solo in the bridge. And I played along to this song thousands of times just over and over. I never paid attention to the lyrics at the time, but I appreciate them a lot more now. The song's called Anxiety, and the chorus says, feel it all and know that this will pass. 
Music is always something I've turned to in times of need and whenever you can connect not only with the sound of the music, but the lyric inside of it. It's such a powerful thing. And whether I realized it then or not, I think that's why this is one of my favorite songs. Next up is a song by The Starting Line called Given the Chance off of their 2002 album, Say It Like You Mean It. This was another song that I played on guitar a million times. And now hearing all these songs back to back, I'm realizing that they all have octave riffs in the lead guitar at some point. It's kind of uncanny how similar the songs are now that I'm thinking about it. This song and this album, the production was something that really stood out to me. It's big and bombastic, but really clean and tight at the same time. There are huge harmonies and interwoven vocal parts. And there's another lyric in this one that probably didn't resonate with me at the time. I guess dreams do come true. This song itself is living proof. So it's a song about being in a band and chasing your dreams, which is right up my alley. The song is really upbeat at times, but also has some really great breakdowns and it has really strong dynamic changes from section to section, which is kind of common for pop punk to have fast parts and then break it down, but it's just executed so well on this song. I would say that the starting line was probably my introduction into the more brooding side of pop punk, the more emo sounding pop punk, the energy and the pacing just really draws me in. Now we're going to rewind again to 1998 with a band called Less Than Jake in their song History of a Boring Town from the album Hello Rock View. Less Than Jake is the band that got me into ska and playing the trombone and probably the bass too, honestly. But the guitars in this song and album are some of the most unique guitar tones I've ever heard. They aren't thin and goofy like ska can often be. They're fat and fuzzy, both on the clean and the distorted sounds. I never played along with the guitar parts, but that always stood out to me. They also have two main vocalists. So there's this duet dynamic between the two of them. They don't often overdo the vocal production. It's always very tasteful and true to two guys singing a song together. Where this song really wins for me is when the chorus kicks in. There are big fat guitars. There are big fat trombones. And it just opens up and feels so good. If this song doesn't get your head banging, then I don't know what does. I think that's really less than Jake's strong suit. They will always get you moving, and that's why they're one of my all-time favorite bands. Fast forward again to 2003 with the band Story of the Year. 
in their song In the Shadows off their album Page Avenue. This record was produced by John Feldman, the singer from Goldfinger. So it is just incredibly energetic and ambitious, and it never leaves you with a dull moment. Again, we're going more towards the emo and screamo side of things here. If you can stomach the screaming, it's still really pop punk adjacent. They do a great job of balancing the aggressive vocals and heavy guitars with really strong songwriting and hints of pop thrown in there. If we ever do another episode diving into my high school demo recordings, there are a lot of story of the year inspired ideas there. I especially love the gang vocals in the woos. And, you know, you can't always be happy go lucky. Sometimes it feels good to let loose with these heavier styles. That same year, I fell in love with a band named Punchline and their song Heart Transplant off of the album called Action. Nearly every member of Punchline sings. They are a very melody-centric band, not only with vocals, but with guitar leads too. They also tapped into that more emo and aggressive side of pop punk. There's not a lot of screaming, maybe one or two parts thrown in here and there, but the breakdowns and the belting vocals, that's the thing that really calls to me. Around this time was when I started writing a lot more of my own music, and I ripped off a ton of songs from this album, which is kind of funny because I wouldn't say that this album or this song is necessarily the strongest songwriting of everything we've mentioned today, at least not from a pop radio perspective. Instead, I would say that they had the knack for great melodies and great parts, and they were very inventive with the way they put songs together so that it was an interesting listen from start to finish. Every song is kind of like a journey. This song, Heart Transplant, in particular, is basically a pop-punk ballad. It's a very long and epic song, and it means a lot to me because Punchline was one of the first concerts I attended that wasn't a DIY local punk show. It was the first national touring show that I went to see. And as an angsty teenager, this song hit me right in the feels, or maybe that was just the mosh pit. We're going to rewind one last time to 1999 with a song by Dan Pothast from the album Eyeballs. It's called My Favorite Song. I don't think this song needs much of an introduction. It's literally a song about your favorite song and all of the secret ingredients that make it awesome. It's what I would call a little ditty. It's short and sweet. It's not overly serious. It's just a simple song. It's only got three chords, a few harmonies, and a cute little guitar solo at the end. 
The singer Dan is from the ska band MU330, and I've always loved the earnestness in his songwriting, especially his solo and side project stuff like this song and his other band, Dan P. and the Bricks. I actually had the pleasure to meet Dan and see him play acoustic a few years back. He was even kind enough to sign a poster for my brother Rob, who is the reason I got into any of this ska punk stuff to begin with. So because of that, I had to include it on the list today. And not only that, but because it's a perfect example of the age-old trope, three chords and the truth. There are no bells and whistles in this song. There's no production tricks. It's just a singer with a guitar. And sometimes that's all you need. There are so many more songs I would love to talk about today, but check out that Spotify playlist or the YouTube playlist. They're linked in the description, in the show notes. It's got all the songs from today's episode, plus a bunch more. I would love to do a part two one day. Maybe we'll dive deeper into specific albums or bands or certain genres. And I would love to hear what your favorite songs are as well. So leave a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this little show and tell today. And if you did and you'd like to show your support for this show and my music, consider signing up for my Patreon page. Patrons get all sorts of cool perks like ad-free episodes, Q&A, Ask Me Anything threads every month. You can ask whatever you want and I will give you an answer. I'll send you bonus tracks that no one else has heard. If you're a creator or a musician or an artist yourself, I'll check out your work and give you my personal feedback. And you can even get your name listed as a producer on new podcasts and videos. So it's a whole community and I would love for you to be a part of it. If any of that sounds cool to you, sign up for Patreon at patreon.com slash royishgoodlooks. Otherwise, give me a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at royishgoodlooks. Join our private Facebook group called Royish Good Looks. And whenever you're listening to the podcast, share the episodes in your feeds and tag me. I appreciate all of the help. Thank you for listening today and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Take care.